This is KYUK, public radio for the Yukon-Kuskokwim Delta. I'm Sunny Bean. Cleanup of the site is entering a final but long-term phase. The Alaska Beacon reports that on January 31st, the U.S. Bureau of Land Management approved a long-term remediation plan for the Red Devil Mine, a one-time mercury producer that contaminated the Kuskokwim River region for decades. The mine, located about 160 miles northeast of Bethel, produced mercury from 1933 to 1946, and then sporadically between 1952 and 1971. Over the years, mine operators used tailings, the waste rock from mining operations, and those tailings contained toxic mercury, arsenic, and antimony. Cleanup work at Red Devil started in the 1990s, and the newly approved plan addresses what is considered the last source of environmental risk at the site, the high concentration tailings. According to the BLM, the cleanup work will last for 30 years, with periodic analysis to look for any possible problems. The BLM will share its long-term monitoring data with the Alaska Department of Environmental Conservation. The Alaska Division of Public Health has an ongoing program allowing Alaskans to monitor their own mercury exposure, including a special project to evaluate the risks of mercury exposure from consumption of northern pike in certain rural sites, including the Kuskokwim River area that includes the Red Devil Mine. The project resulted in some recommendations for consumption of northern pike, a species considered to be vulnerable to mercury contamination in the Yukon-Kuskokwim Delta region and elsewhere. Mercury exposure is dangerous for people and can cause brain and nerve damage, especially among children, among other maladies. Potential mercury contamination of Kuskokwim River fish has been a concern over the years of the Red Devil cleanup. A BLM study that examined mercury levels in fish and insects collected from 2010 to 2014 at Red Devil Creek and the Kuskokwim River turned up mixed results. The Red Devil Mine site is located along what is referred to as Alaska's Mercury Belt, a string of naturally occurring mercury deposits extending about 300 miles along the Kuskokwim River. Bethel Regional High School's varsity basketball teams traveled to Seward on Thursday, February 2nd, to play against the three other teams competing in the same tournament. Both the Bethel boys and girls varsity teams came in second at the 2024 Seahawk Classic Basketball Tournament. The Bethel Warriors boys started strong, beating North Pole on the first day, 56-47. On day two, they did it again, beating Nanilchik 55-49, before losing the top spot to Seward in the final game on Saturday, 46-67. Bethel boys took second, and team members Greg Turner and Maiden Cockroft got all-tournament recognition. On the girls' side, the Lady Warriors took a loss in their first game, falling just a few points short against the North Pole girls' team, losing 43-46. The girls brought it back on Friday against Nanilchik, with a strong lead all game before winning 71-24. On Saturday, February 3rd, the Lady Warriors faced off against the Seward Seahawks for their final game of the tournament, playing neck-and-neck before pulling off a 46-33 win against the Seahawks in the fourth quarter. Players Ali Alexi and Briella Heron received all-tournament recognition. On Thursday, February 8th, both Bethel Warrior varsity teams will travel to Valdez to compete at the 46th annual Valdez Elks Basketball Tournament.
Communities across the country are trying to cut down on plastic. For some, they've nixed plastic grocery bags. In a place as wet and rainy as Ketchikan, though, plastic bags are still as popular as ever. As KRBD's Jack Darrell reports, one grocery store is trying to collaborate with local artists and culture bearers to create a reusable option that is uniquely Southeast Alaskan. That is uniquely Southeast Alaskan. Kutskit Kilgungung. Kutskit Kilgungung. Michelle Eekman, the manager of the grocery store Alaskan and Proud and a Haida interpreter, is reading a Hodkill phrase on a reusable grocery bag. It's a bag she helped to create, and the phrase means taste is important. Hodkill is the language of the Haida people. There's a lot um, that does not translate today. Um, you know, we didn't have those words back then. And um, there is a large group that is working on uh, translating current phrases and words. The original phrase she was going for was taste matters, but there's no direct translation. So she worked with local Haida elder Dolores Churchill, the only living native or fluent Hodkill speaker in the United States, to come up with the phrase. Klingit and Simsian Samogyik phrases expressing similar sentiments are all over the bag as well. Eekman says if people see more of these languages in their daily lives, who knows? Maybe they'll want to take a class. So um, they say that uh, people who know who they are are at lower risk of um, any kind of abuse, whether that be substances. When people know their language, it brings them to another level to where they feel more comfortable and confident. Alaskan and Proud, or A&P, has two locations in Ketchikan and one in Thorn Bay on Prince of Wales Island. Ben Williams is the franchise's owner. He says 100% of the proceeds of the bags will go to high school sports programs in Ketchikan, Metlakatla, Thorn Bay, Klawak, and Heidelberg. Part of the goal is to reduce plastic. You know, it's raining outside. It's Alaska. You, you can't use paper bags. They would fall apart. So plastic bags is always going to be a part of transferring goods. The other problem, Williams says, is a relatable one. Well-meaning people buy reusable grocery bags and then forget them at home. But if we can create what I'm hopeful for are nicer, reusable bags or ones that people are more proud of or people remember to take into the store, I am hoping that we can reduce the plastic uh, consumption in this area. William says to create the bag's design, he turned to the Ketchikan Area Arts and Humanities Council, who referred him to Kevin Clevenger, a local artist and Simpson Carver. Clevenger says when he heard the proceeds for the bags were going to local high school sports programs, he was on board. He based the bag's design on a bentwood box, the deftly carved and crafted cedar storage boxes traditionally used by the tribes of the northwest coast. Our Clinket, Haida, and Simpson people, all, all of us, we stored everything in bentwood boxes. Uh, everything from storage of food, like salmon, everything, all our food was stored in it. Everything to food to our regalia. And so I thought it was just fitting to do a bentwood box design. What Clevenger came up with was an intricate design of a human form in the traditional red, black, and white. And it also features an allusion to a familiar figure for Haida and Simpson. It's a real abstract um, design of a figure in our culture called Mouse Woman. 
Uh, most of it is an uh, elderly wise woman that helps people with the device. AMP says that if all goes as planned, total proceeds from the bags should total $25,000. In Ketchikan, I'm Jack Darrell. This is KYUK News. I'm Zenny Bean. Koyana for listening. Please share your news tips, comments, or suggestions. You can email us at news at kyuk.org or message us on Facebook. And stay tuned for News Ga Numchik coming up.